slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is doing well and, folks, doing as well as the New York Islanders. They skate away with a 5-3 win over the Devils last night, their seventh straight victory, and uh, they extend their home point streak. They have still not lost in regulation all season long at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Great to see 1,000 healthcare workers, frontline workers at the game as fans have returned in some way, shape, or form to the Nassau Coliseum. And the Islanders just on a roll. Some letdown late in that game. We'll talk about that. The injury to Anders Lee is obviously important as well. And also what the Islanders did so well especially in the first 40 minutes of this game against the Devils. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send an email to us. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I'm also tweeting during almost every Islanders game for immediate analysis and insight. So, a 5-3 win for the New York Islanders. Their seventh straight win, the 100th win for Barry Trotz as Islanders head coach. And... Really, for two periods, the Islanders just dominated this game, and they were out shooting the Devils 25-12 to after 40 minutes, only six shots on goal by New Jersey in each of the first two periods, and precious few quality scoring chances. And for 40 minutes, it was like the Islanders were playing the Barry Trotz system to a T, and you couldn't ask for better than that, Uh, the way that they just, you know, you look up and down the lineup, you got a goal by the fourth line, Matt Martin, his fifth, that matches his total from last year, Adam Pellick gets a goal, Noah Dobson gets a goal, Josh Bailey, who hadn't scored in, you know, too long, Gets a goal. It's 4-0 Islanders. Everything looks like it's on easy street. And look, what the Islanders did in that first 40 minutes of the game. Completely shut down New Jersey's offense. Did not give them any quality chances. Ilya Sorokin, who played fine, I guess, for the first two periods. 
and then, you know, came, had a shaky third period, just like the players in front of him. But Ilya Sorokin barely tested in the first 40 minutes. The Islanders defensemen playing smart hockey. We talked about how they accumulated plenty of points in this game, had a couple of goals. It was like the defensemen knew exactly when to pinch, exactly when to activate, exactly what to do with the puck when they got it, and they never got caught and allowed odd man rushes or quality scoring chances for the New Jersey Devils. And even the forwards, you know, I I remarked on Twitter during the game, at one point, there was a, you know, a scramble in front of the goal, uh, in front of Ilya Sorokin, who was the person waiting to, to make sure there were no rebounds and to clear away any players in front of the Islanders goal, Oliver Wallstrom. Now you ask, Hey, you know, why is Wally in the lineup while Kiefer Bellows is sitting? There's your answer right there. Wallstrom, deep in his own zone, in front of his own goal, blocking people out, ready to pounce on any rebounds if they become available, and just getting the job done for the New York Islanders in their own zone, which is obviously the drawing board for, you know, Barry Trotz. That's, you got to do that. That's Barry Trotz and Islanders Hockey 101. And... For 40 minutes, it was like the Islanders could do almost no wrong. They just played their game and dominated. I mean, absolutely dominated the tempo. And to be brutally honest with you, through the first 40 minutes, and I mentioned it was 4 to nothing in favor of the Islanders, if it weren't for some very good goaltending, by the Devils, it would have been a lot more, a lot more than four to nothing. And I give Mackenzie Blackwood credit. You know, he stopped 29 shots uh, in this game, but easily, easily could have been six nothing at the end of 40 minutes because the Islanders were just putting on pressure and getting the job done. And when you have a, a, a good system like the Islanders have, and you play that system exactly the way it's drawn up, like the Islanders did, you're going to have a lot of success. So Islanders have to be pleased with that first two periods. The third period, a lot shakier for the Islanders, and, and it was almost like they took their foot off the gas a little bit and said to themselves, hey, you know, this game is kind of in the bag, and we don't need to do much else. And the result is that, you know, the Devils score three times in the third period. Islanders get the late goal by Brock Nelson. But the third period was shaky. And Sorokin let in a goal or two that you don't want to see him give up. But at the end of the day, the Devils never got closer than two goals. And the Islanders skate away with a solid 5-3 to three victory in this one. Now, there are some problems with what happened in this game. And I don't want to, you know, dwell on the bad stuff uh, after you win your seventh game in a row. But there's two main things that need to be discussed. Number one is a major injury that took place, and we don't know the full severity of it, but it's a player the Islanders can ill afford to lose. And then number two is the 
Isles struggles on the power play. So we're going to talk about those two things. We'll also have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a preview of this weekend's games at The Rock against the Devils. So lots more to discuss here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. And look, March Madness and Major League Baseball's season are just around the corner. Hey, maybe Islander fans, you want to take your knowledge of the Islanders and the NHL and use it to make some money on the side. BetOnline even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, on the one year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. So, a couple of things that were of concern from the game on Thursday night at the Coliseum. The first thing is, obviously, uh, the injury to Anders Lee. And Lee went down in the first period, looked to be in a lot of pain, got tangled up with a player uh, on the Devils, and you know what? It, It just didn't look good. You could see how much agony the captain was in when he went down and how he really couldn't put any weight on his, looked like his right leg trying to get back to the bench and then obviously to get off the ice and into the locker room. Lee did not return to the game. And at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to lose Anders Lee for a substantial period of time. Why? Well, let's start with this. Anders Lee is the team's captain. He is their emotional center in that sense, or one of their emotional centers. And you don't want to lose your captain. But the other thing is this. uh, When it comes to Anders Lee, he does things for this team that nobody else can do. First of all, he leads the Islanders in goals with 12. Second of all, now that... 12 goals in 27 games puts him at about a, what, a 37, 38 goal pace if this was an 82 game season. So you don't want to lose that. And, you know, he also has three goals on the power play, contributes that way. But the other thing is what Anders Lee does that no one else on the Islanders comes close to doing as well is sets up in front of the opposing team's goal, gets those rebounds, gets those deflections, sets those screens, gets into those dirty areas and creates trouble for opposing goalies, occupies opposing defensemen, distracts the goaltender, and really creates scoring chances as a result of 
doing things that way. You don't have anyone else on this roster who combines the scoring touch and the ability to do that physically the way Anders Lee does. Yeah, Clutterbuck, Cal Clutterbuck can get in front of the net and stir things up, but he doesn't have the hands that Anders Lee does. Brock Nelson can do it to a lesser extent, but he doesn't have the size and physicality that Anders Lee has. So, yeah, you can get through, you know, the last two-plus periods of this game without Anders Lee, and we don't have an update yet on the severity of his injury. For You know, it could be a bad bruise, for all we know, and he could be back for the weekend, or maybe he just misses a couple of games to heal. We don't know. And we will certainly update you, follow us on Twitter, and, and, and we'll update you as soon as we hear something. But at the end of the day, for the New York Islanders, it would be uh, a big hole in their lineup if Anders Lee is unable to play for any extended period of time. And yeah, you could move Josh Bailey uh, up to the first line or Brock Nelson. You know, there are things you can do to, to play around with the lineup. Not, not like the Islanders don't have a lot of depth at forward. But Lee, in particular, has a unique skill set that they really don't want to lose at this point. And at the end of the day, you got to hope that it's nothing serious and Anders Lee is back in the lineup very, very soon. The other concern, and it's a lot less of a concern than the loss of Anders Lee or potential loss of Anders Lee, but the other major concern was the power play. And we talked on the show yesterday about how important the power play could be. The Devils, uh, you know, came into this game 31st out of 31 teams, so dead last on the penalty kill. And the Islanders had five power play opportunities and did not score at all. And look, you know what? There have been games where the power play hasn't scored, and I'm not concerned. Because the puck movement was good. The opportunities were there. The, uh, you know, the, the play was good enough that you realize if they keep doing what they were doing, everything's going to be fine. You don't have to worry. The goals will come. But that was not the case last night. Last night, the power play looked disorganized. They had difficulty establishing possession in the Devils' zone on a number of the power play chances. They didn't keep the puck in very well when they did get it in, and they just didn't look like they were firing. You know, there was no, there was no coordination. There was no, uh, they just didn't look like they were on the same page or in sync on this power play. Now, in the third period, you had a, a four-minute, you know, double minor high-sticking penalty, and the Islanders were already up by a couple of goals with, you know, five and a half minutes to go. So, you know, there wasn't that sense of urgency on that power play, and maybe you give them a little bit of a pass, but they gave up a really bad shorthanded opportunity on that power play that could have been very dangerous had not Sorokin come up big and made the save. And again, I don't mind them not having that sense of urgency in that third period under those circumstances, but you can't be lackadaisical and you can't be sloppy 
and that's what this team really seemed to be. So a little bit of concern about the power play after that performance against a very poor Devils penalty kill, but they'll have two more games this weekend against New Jersey to try to get that right. Now, obviously, Lee, a big part of the power play, uh, one of the units, so hopefully he is okay and can come back. And the other thing, you know, getting back to the Lee loss, Anders Lee's presence means a lot to Matt Barzal. And if Barzy doesn't have Anders Lee with him, he is a little more limited in some of the things he can do as far as holding on to the puck and, and stick handling and throwing pucks on net, knowing that Lee will be there. So it'll be interesting to see how Eberly and Barzal are affected if Lee is out for an extended period of time. All right, we've got more to talk about. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. We've got a preview of this weekend's big games against the Devils. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup is Banana Nut Bread against Toffee Almond. And this one, I'll tell you, two very different flavors. Toffee Almond, you have the sweetness of the toffee and the, the nice nutty taste of the almond. Banana Nut Bread, you know, bananas have that smooth, light taste. Uh, that's a tough one. I... I I think I prefer toffee almond a little bit, but hey, it's up to you. And then there's orange against peanut butter. Two very pronounced flavors that are, uh, again, matters of personal preference. I've tried all four of these, and they're all good. Now, go to BuiltBar.com or on Twitter, go to at Built underscore Bar in order to place your vote. And remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. So it's time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, this one is a, a little bit obscure. We are going to wish a very happy 45th birthday. Two, former Islanders defenseman Duran Quint. Quint originally drafted by the Winnipeg Jets back in 1994 in the second round. Broke in with the Jets in 95-96. Played for the Phoenix Coyotes, the Devils, the Blue Jackets, the Coyotes again, and the Blackhawks before joining the Islanders late in the 2006-2007 season. We're going to look back at one of his games with the Islanders, uh, and this one is April 7th, 2007, at the Wachovia Center in Philadelphia, 
and it's the Islanders and the Flyers. Wade Dublowitz is the goalie for the Isles against Entero Nedimaki for Philadelphia. It was the Islanders breaking on top early. In the first period, Miro Chetan is 27th from Marc-Andre Bergeron and Jason Blake at 336. That was a power play goal. Randy Jones in the box for hooking for Philadelphia. Islanders had a 1-0 lead after one. In the second, the Islanders got goals from Alexi Yashin, also on the power play uh, with assist to Tom Pody and Jason Blake. And then an even strength goal from Richard Park, from Jeff Tambellini and Andy Hilbert. 3-0 Islanders midway through the second. But the Flyers get back into it. Simon Gagne is 40th late in the period on the power play for Philadelphia. And then a shorty by Mike Richards. And suddenly, with a minute and two seconds left in the third period, it's a one-goal hockey game. But the Islanders get a power play, an empty net goal from Tom Pody, Ryan Smith, and Trent Hunter with the assist. The Islanders kept their crucial playoff drive alive in this one and end up coming out with a 4-2 win. As for uh, Mr. Quint, uh, Darren Quint played a plus one in this game on the ice for eight minutes and uh, just played a steady game in a big game, in a big spot, really, for the New York Islanders. So for Darren Quint, uh, we wish him a very happy 45th birthday. Uh, his birthday is today and uh, many, many happy more. Meanwhile, look, here's the key as we look ahead uh, for the weekend schedule for the Islanders. Saturday night, 7 o'clock game at New Jersey. Sunday night, 5 o'clock game uh, at New Jersey. Both games on MSG Plus uh, for the Islanders and MSG Plus 2. But here's the key. And I think what we saw in the third period is important. You know, we all talk about Barry Trotz's system and how well he implements it and gets the team to buy in. And all of that is a big reason for Barry Trotz's success. But there's more to it than that. Part of being a coach is to read your team psychologically. And clearly in the third period, the Islanders let down a little bit last night and allowed the Devils to score three third-period goals and get back into this hockey game. And... The Islanders can't afford to let down. You're on a seven-game win streak, but you're also playing a team that you should be able to beat more often than not. So it's a three-game series. You want to take at least two of those games. You want to get at least four points. Five or six is obviously better. They've got two in the bank right now. Uh, if you're the Islanders and you're Barry Trotz, what you cannot do is allow your team to think that they just have to show up and they can beat the Devils, even though the Islanders right now have exactly double the number of points that the Devils have uh, on the season. Islanders with 38 points, the Devils with 19. Devils have four games in hand. But at the end of the day, uh, psychologically, the reason that you don't go on really long win streaks too often is because you get satisfied. And you do, by human nature, take your foot off the gas a little bit. And it's up to Barry Trotz to make sure that the Islanders do not do that 
Saturday and Sunday against the New Jersey Devils. They've got to keep on doing what they do, and they've got to straighten out the power play, which, as we said, was definitely a liability for this hockey team, uh, or sluggish at the very least, last night. So the Islanders, really, the toughest thing is to keep the pedal to the metal. You got to figure it'll be uh, the goaltending matchup. You, you got to figure you see Simeon Varlamov on Saturday, and then they go back to Sorokin on Sunday. That would make the most sense. Both goalies have been playing well as of late, and the Islanders will try to make it eight, and then if they do that, nine straight wins uh, as they face the Devils twice over this weekend. Devils not going to go away. Uh, Lindy Ruff, good coach, and the Devils, you know, they get off to slow starts. They've been a third-period team all year. The Islanders have to be aware, and again, Keep the pressure up, keep the pedal to the metal, and keep on doing what they're doing. Have a great weekend, everyone. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back Monday with a full analysis of this weekend's games. And uh, also, you know, we will give you an update on Anders Lee via Twitter as soon as we hear something. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. And of course, let's go Islanders.